Hey, and welcome to episode 54 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with me, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, uh, discussing the hot topics from the week. Or, as I've put here, from of the week. Apparently, I can't spell or write. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or whichever podcast platform you want to listen to us on. Uh, and if you want to drop us an email, do so through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Clark. On January 24th. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, the, the rule is as long as it's still within January, I think it's okay. And it's the first time speaking. So, you know, this is the first time for our listeners to hear us this year. So, I know. Happy first New Year. First for us and first for them. Exactly, exactly. So, how yes. nice. Happy 2022. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's 2022. We'll just say that. It's 2022. Yes, it is indeed We're here. 2022. It, we made it. It is a date. We, we did it. it. Woo. The arbitrary change of date made no difference at all. Well, so, how have you been, Ollie? How has your Christmas been? How has your New Year been? Yeah, really good, man. Been really chill. Um, I've been playing and watching a lot of different things over the over the period, but um, yeah, it's it was very chill. Didn't really do anything crazy, like even for New Year's, just had a very quiet night in, played some board games. Uh, yeah, pretty much the same for me with my partner. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was a good time. So how about with your you, partner? Man? Yes, with my partner. <gasps> Are you dating? Uh, yes. No, well, no, not dating, just not dating, but uh, yeah, my partner. Oh, so you're, you're okay, cool, awesome. That's, yeah, that's good to hear. So, uh, um, but yeah, how was uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, mine was up and down. So, I had some bad news and bits and pieces that I've kind of had to weather. Uh, some losses in the family and whatnot, and uh, oh, sorry to hear that, a few man. bits and pieces myself. Which it's fine, it's, it's okay. Uh, but I, I'm in the process of selling my apartment, and I'm looking for a new one. So that's kind of cool. Wait again. Uh, yeah, it's a long story, but effectively I'm just sick to death of all the people smoking nearby and it's Oof. kind of bothering me too much, so yeah, did that. Um, I started a new job. I now work on a very popular franchise doing some very cool stuff and I've moved into production, so I'm now a producer, a senior producer, in fact. Yes, congratulations, Which is by the way. kind of cool, so I'm enjoying that. Thank you. Um, and yeah, playing loads of video games because I've suddenly had a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could go over the agenda this week, but I'm pretty sure even our listeners will probably know exactly what we're going to be talking about for oh, the most part. Yeah. So we'll start out by going over what me and Ollie have been playing and watching and listening or whatever it is that we do to engage ourselves during those dead hours uh, between work. Um, but we're going to be talking about the ABK um, purchase. So Activision, Blizzard and King were purchased by Microsoft. Well, Activision was purchased by Microsoft and Activision owned Blizzard and King. So, you know, by... Um, What's the word? I don't know. But whatever I'm saying, they they were purchased. Yeah, um, we'll also were... talk about yep. uh, Zynga being purchased by Take Two. Yeah, a lot of acquisitions um, been happening recently. Yeah, it's the year of acquisitions, 2022. Uh, Banjo Kazooie and Majora's Mask are on Switch, or oh, well, Banjo Kazooie is on Switch, and Majora's Mask is coming to Switch. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the 2021 game of the year, which was It Takes Two. That was the official game of the year, by the way. Yes. Um, we're also going to talk about NFTs are not popular in gaming anymore, and uh, it seems people are starting to fight back on this one. And then, Good. if we get time, we'll also talk about Spider-Man, The Matrix, and Scream, okay. which awesome. are the big movies that are out at the moment. Yeah, did you so, manage, Ollie, did you manage oh, to see The Matrix, by the way? It's the only one of those three I haven't seen. Okay, so I have seen The Matrix, I haven't seen the other two, but I have seen the well, trailers and heard enough about the other two. So. 
We'll have a very one-sided conversation about those three movies then. Yeah. I don't care about Matrix spoilers. I don't know if you care about Spider-Man or Scream spoilers. I'm, I'm not going to no, spoil the I'm ending of Scream because that's a big key thing. So. Uh, um, I, I I'm not uh not su- I'm not even up to date with Spider-Man. I don't think. I think I need to oh, watch okay. uh Home. No, Far From Home. That's the one. Have you seen the one with Jake Gyllenhaal in it where he plays Mysterio? I no, think that's the, the one character? I have not seen. Which I've heard okay, you need you do need to watch that one to get what this one is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know roughly what happens because I've been following the Marvel storyline, but um, oh, we'll get to that. But, but yeah, um, what, first off, what have you been playing or watching? Right. So over the Christmas break, uh, I managed to me and my partner we binge watched the entirety of Succession. Um, oh, I've heard go. a lot about this. Yeah, so seasons one to three. Uh, it's on. Well, if you're in the UK, it's on Now TV, but it's a HBO show. So. Um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I it's right up my alley. So it's a character drama about a family who are basically in charge of like a massive media conglomerate, like Disney, for example, mm-hmm. or like um, you know, like Fox News or something like that, right? So, oh no, wait, Disney owns Fox, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you yeah, so, so yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I think it's literally supposed to be like Disney. So it's like, right, so okay. so it's like the the people who own Disney essentially, uh, and it's about the family dynamics of like the father who basically started the entire business, and he's gonna. It's about who's gonna take over for his four kids. Uh, who's gonna take over? But it's kind okay. of like a dark comedy. It's it's written by the person who wrote Peep Show. So it's this really weird niche mix of like. British like dark comedy and cringe humor, but with like American kind of TV show cliches. So um, it's really well written and it's really good. Um, and I love all the actors and the characters. The, the thing that's really good about the show is that it. I hate literally every single character in that show for di- different reasons, but you still want to keep watching it because of like the different character dynamics and stuff like that. Like the characters feel very well like fleshed out and real. But also, they are all like got they have their like own problems and stuff like that. But um, yeah, would highly recommend it if you're looking for like a character TV show to like binge watch. Uh, and the acting is really good as well. Um, okay, I'm just noting, I'm noting it down now to give it a watch. Yeah. So yeah. so that was like super super good. Um, then what? Oh yeah, I went to see the Matrix in cinemas. So that was my only cinema outing over that period of time, um, which was uh, I guess we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, not The Matrix, but an interesting film to watch, I think, still. Uh, if you're like a big fan of The Matrix, I guess. I've not heard great things about it. I've heard yeah. people very disappointed. I, and, and to be honest, from what the film was, I kind of expected. And also kind of feels like that's what the film was also expecting. Like, that's the commentary. Like it's, There's like a weird social commentary in the film. But anyway... Um, Apart from that, I've been playing. I got highly addicted to TFT over the period, over that period, and I reached platinum the other day. So now I'm a platinum TFT player, which is very nice. Well, well done. Um, I don't know if I'll make diamond. We'll see. I mean, I'm trying, but uh, you'll get there. You I can pop- do it. Thank you, thank you. But it's, yeah, it's just like a much more. It's just I've it's replaced my instead of playing League, I've been playing TFT because it's just a lot more chill to play in the evenings. Like occasionally I'll play like I I only played like two games of League since the season reset, which was like a few weeks, uh, like basically at the beginning of this month. Um, but yeah, that's been TFT's just been really fun and really chill to play, to be honest. And also there's like a, a new like double up mode, which is like uh, uh, you can play with a friend. Is in like you know like two v two v two v two. Um, which is really cool. It's like I think it's the best iteration of a two-player mode in an auto chess game uh, I've played so far. 
So um, that's been really fun to play with friends as well. Um, cool, cool, cool. Apart from that, I played some Halo Infinite over the um, break, which oh. was really fun. Like really good, fun to try. It? Yeah, it's it's like it's really nice to just play a shooter that I'm not taking like super seriously, like Valorant or anything like that. Like it's a good game. It literally just takes me back to the old like Xbox Live days of just like firing up Halo and like playing with friends and yeah. just kind of like, dicking around. Like, I'm glad you said that because that's that's the the kind of the genesis of a lot of what modern games are trying to do now. Yeah, she's giving you that feeling of of not having all this like. Um, like commitment to play a game because the, the things like Fortnite and stuff you've got the battle pass you've got um season passes in some games you've got all these content things and i find that the halo one while it does have a battle pass you you've got no obligation to take part in any of it yeah you just play and it's just fun yeah which like, is great like, like it's fantastic so like that's yeah. been really fun to play and um like pick up and yeah again yeah just play like very casually which is really nice um and then there's one other game I want to talk about. Oh, uh, Guilty Gear. I've just been playing. I've just playing way more, way, 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 way more Guilty Gear uh, over the break, and like getting a lot better at that game, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm enjoying that. Uh, but yeah, it's just fighting games. I don't know. I could talk about the intricacies of fighting games, but anyway. Uh, what have you been up to over the Christmas break, then, Clark? We've been playing. Uh, so I've been on and off. I've played a lot of video games because I've now got a lot of spare time to play video games in. Um, I picked up the, uh, you know, obviously got my Series X. Um, so the Game Pass has kind of devoured me. Uh, the Mass Effect, <laughs> it really has. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out and I've been like engrossed in that. It's it's a really good remaster, yeah. by the way. Like, like very high quality. I've you played heard. it, haven't you? No, I, I haven't played it, but I've heard it's really good. So I've been watching people it's... play it such high quality like i mean there's still some bugs and stuff but who gives a shit like it's 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 a good a good game uh i've been playing through that i've been playing um my brain has just gone completely blank i can't think of anything anymore oh the new pokemon um shining pearl finishing off the pokedex in that yep uh i've been pl- i picked up xenoblade chronicles again because i bought it like oh. a year ago and then never actually played it the original um the original but the remake right so yes. the, it's obviously the one from the wii u i think yeah is it wii u or Wii? i think the wii u i think whichever it's it's the one that's on switch and and what drove me away from it initially was how complicated the combat was i've now realized that it's not complicated at all it doesn't even matter like <laughs> you you just do whatever the fuck you want and, and, it, and you win like yeah. it's it's very easy um so i've been enjoying that again like the quest system is kind of fun in it and the fast travel is lovely um so i've just been enjoying kind of like exploring that world because it's new to me um i've been playing a little bit of ruined king uh which is nice but the traversal in that game is an absolute nightmare wait Uh, what did you say was a nightmare sorry the traversal so yeah moving across the maps and the screens and stuff just takes forever because all the characters are really slow yeah Uh, the the game itself is beautiful and the story is lovely so yeah the the, and the actual combat and animations are like really good yeah it's great same I've, i've had the exact same issue as you so it's like everything apart from like moving from the like one place to the next is like great but it's just mm. that whole thing of being and i know like you know it's trying to encourage you to like explore and do all these other side quests and do these other mm-hmm. things but i'm just like man i just want just give me the combat <laughs> that's all i want but, but it suggests to me that the game might not be as big as it it's making itself out to be because everything is slow mm. so it's trying to make you go through the... I, I don't know like i'm only in like one of the first areas yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but from what i've played i've enjoyed um what else i've been playing um well, I've been playing Fortnite, obviously, because playing that all the time. And I will say one thing. So so Fortnite has this constant thing of evolving uh, and always impressing you. Like every time you log in, there's probably something new to yeah. discover. 
And with this season, they've added the Spider-Man web-slinging. Yes. And it, it is incredible. Like, yeah. It's as good, if not better, than Somniac's like, web-slinging in the latest Spider-Man in Miles Morales, which is amazing. Man. And then out in the world as well now, there's a little dinosaur walking around. Oh, I say little, it's a massive dinosaur. Um, and it's like a walking rift. So if you piss it off and then calm it down, it will suck you in and then fire you up in the air so you can fly across the island. What? Which is stupid, <laughs> but if you piss it off and leave it pissed off, it just destroys everything around oh you and tries to kill you. Which is kind of cool. And they're called like glombids or something, or glompus. Yeah. And you have to feed it with glomberries because, you know, that makes sense. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I've seen, dude, I've been, I've been, so I caught up a little bit when season three started of Fortnite, just to, like see what the storyline was, and also, um, like see what they've added. What the fuck, man? There's so much shit in that game. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, like, like the whole oh, thing about sliding as well. Yeah, sliding as well. But the, yeah. you know, the whole thing about like the seven, and then like mm-hmm. there's the guy, the foundation, and he's actually on the map or something, and you can fight him. It's, the rock. it's yeah, the rock. Yeah, yeah, it's the rock. Yeah, but he's yeah. also like a super hard boss or something right but if you kill yeah. him then you get like a legendary weapon or something i'm like what the fuck like so i have a theory yeah they're called the seven we know who the seven are from a different tv show from uh the boys it's the council in the boys oh, of course um and the rock is this mega powered superhero who i think might show up in the boys in the next season um i'm sort of getting a snifter that this is a pre-campaign for the release of like some boys characters <laughs> in fortnite I think so, yeah. Because um, there's some like audio logs in the game that sound very much like storyline pieces from um, from the boys. Like oh, it's, wow. it's, it sounds like that. So um, that's my theory. But I mean, watch this space. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Fortnite. Uh, I've been playing Overwatch because I'm obsessed with it. I'm actually just trying to load up my Game Pass app now to see what else I've been playing. Because I've just been playing so much stuff. Mm. Um, but I can't remember anything and the app's not loading, so we'll just have to pretend. Oh, Banjo-Kazooie as well. I've been playing that on um, the Rare Replay. Um, and there's probably other things I've been playing, I just can't remember. And then I saw Scream at the cinema, and I saw Spider-Man. So, yes. Oh, and I watched Encanto, uh, the Disney movie. Oh, yeah, I how's watched... that? It's brilliant. It's so lovely. It's just lovely. It's it's lovely and nice, and it's very self-contained. Yeah. It almost feels like uh, like a like an old parallel universe version of Frozen. Oh. And there's a song in it that also is very reminiscent of Frozen that's, I think, going to be as big, if not bigger, and I'm already seeing it go very viral. It's a song called We Don't Talk About Bruno, and oh. it's like a Calypso kind of uh, thing. Um, it's set in, I think, Cuba. I want to say Cuba, but I might be wrong. Um, and it's all using, like, um, local lore and local stories and stuff, and it, it's brilliant. It's, it's a beautiful movie, and it's on Disney Plus for free. Neat. Even though Disney Plus isn't free, uh, I also watched Luca, which is the one with the two like sea monsters, the mermaid kids. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It wasn't as good as Encanto, but it was fine. It was a good movie. It was interesting. Um, and that I think is that for. I also rewatched uh, Hide and Seek because it's on Disney Plus Stars, and it was it was recommended the other night. So I was like, yep, I'll watch this, and that's been good. Is that the one that's the sequel to Get Out? No, 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 no. no. Oh. Ready or Not is the bonkers uh, horror movie from like a year ago. Um, and it's a, a family who owns a board game company that got massive success on this company. And every time someone gets married into their family, they make that person draw a card. Oh, and if it's the hide yeah. and seek card, they have to try and kill her. If it's yes. just to run around the house and escape. I remember. And it, it's so good. It's such a good movie. Is it satirical? Uh, or is it? Yeah, it, it's it's silly. 
that there are serious parts of it as well, but it is very silly. Okay, okay, okay. Like it's it's quite tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a sillier version of Scream, effectively. Like yeah. the Scream is is quite self aware, but it tries to take itself seriously as well. Is this the new Scream you're talking about? All Screams. All oh, Screams okay. tries to take itself seriously, but the, the new Scream I enjoyed. It wasn't the best, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought the plot like uh I so I to preface I've not seen Scream I just know a lot about it because obviously pop culture but um mm-hmm. I thought the idea of like this new Scream um basically being instead of just like them like rebooting the series kind of doing the whole thing of being like oh like there's there's something to do with like this there's the survivors of of the original Scream and they're like fighting back or something like is that uh. Like- it's. I mean, I should preface. But I'm going to talk about kind of moderate spoilers for Scream here. I'm not going to reveal the ending because I probably couldn't remember the name of the character that was the killer anyway. But um, uh, I'm I'm going to say something. So I'm going to give five seconds to say it. This is where you where you are. <laughs> we can use the yawn as the spoiler warning. That's it. Go. That's the warning. So some spoiler warnings for the new Scream movie. Um, yeah. So it's sort of like what they they keep calling it like a preboot. I think is what they call it or yeah. a re re something um and it, it's the same as if if you watch star wars um seven eight and nine it's the same sort of thing that they're doing with those movies where they're sort of passing the torch over to the next generation of characters yeah so all the old characters are present like princess leia's in star wars and so is han solo but obviously throughout the course of those movies the torch kind of gets passed on to ray and finn yes as in it's now their turn to tell their story um and that's what they've done in scream so without revealing anything, they pass the torch over, and there obviously are some like shocking deaths as well as predictable deaths. That like I mean, it, it, like in Star Wars, and I'm not going to say who they kill, but they kill you know a, a very popular, famous actor from the originals, and they do the same thing in Scream. And it's like, okay, cool, this is this is like handing over the torch now. Yeah. But the actual ending was really fucking poor compared to the movie because the movie was good, but the ending was really poor. So oh, I was a bit disappointed at the end. Oh, that's a shame. But, but but, I mean, I guess we could talk about Spider-Man and, and Matrix and stuff as well. We might as well just do that before we go into the big chunk of what we've got coming up. But... Okay, yeah, yeah, Let's just get out of the way now. So, so um... you go ahead with Matrix. Right, so, the new Matrix film. Uh, my thoughts on it. Um, also, just before preface, I'm going to be spoiling it, whatever, uh, for listeners, in case they care. Um, and for me! <laughs> yes, and for you. Uh, okay, so, to this film really feels like it exists more on a commentary of like the legacy of the original trilogy of the matrix rather than just trying to, but then they were also like, Oh shit, we also have to kind of make a film. So they just kind of like shoehorned a bunch of really weird shit in there for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, so, so like the interesting meta commentary is to do with like, um, you know, there's like a weird, like the first half of the film is like Neo working for like a games company, and he is the creator of a game called The Matrix, uh, which is right, like yeah, exactly my point, right? So he kind of cre- created this game series called The Matrix, and um, he runs simulate, and like you know, the idea is that like he runs simulations of like these characters, and it's like kind of like the GTA of this world, right? Um, uh, and you know but he works on this team and the team of people are and and basically the joke is that like they're having to make a sequel to the matrix this is the plot inside the film so like they're having to make a sequel to the matrix because warner brothers wants them to make more money or make like another film right make another game sorry so like and you've got this like weird round table of all these like young like hip developers which also hits a little bit hard like hits a bit uh 
a little bit close to home as someone who's worked in those environments, but they're all going like, what is the Matrix? Like, what, what's, what's, what do people, when people think of the Matrix, what do they think about? What's think... your DNA? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, you know, like, you know, it's, oh, it's all about Ollie? Like, trans. Sorry, what? Ollie, as, as someone that has recently left marketing and moved into development, I can say I am so fucking done with that language. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am so glad to be away from that language. Like, <laughs> the DNA, what's the, what's the inception of this, this, you know, tell me more about its, uh, its life, like, fuck off. Yeah, like, exactly. Game. Yeah. Exactly right, yeah. and it's and it's basically rant. like you know all of these things to do with like you know a bunch of kids being like oh it's all about bullet time it's all about like fucking with your head it's all about like transhumanism and all these other things and it's like buzzwords yeah, yeah buzzwords right like and yeah. you know all of them are kind of true to an extent but it's like you know it's it's kind of almost feels like a parody of itself um and then like but but obviously it's like a comment but the, the biggest commentary of the whole film is kind of like this whole thing of um so you know on the internet there's like this whole thing about being like red pilled or whatever like the mm -hmm. incel yep. community has taken over this idea of like you take the red pill and you know you like you learn the truth or whatever right you know but it's like basically the matrix being like no that's not what taking the red pill is. Taking the red pill is not being an incel and all this other shit. And it's basically <laughs> trying to like take, like, kind of like reclaim that in a way. I feel like when I was watching the film, this is what was going through my head when I was watching the film anyway. Um, which was, you know, and given that Lana Wachowski, um, you know, is someone who has come out to say, like, oh, the original Matrix was like a trans coming out story. And, you know, she has, she is obviously someone who's gone through the process of, you know, changing her Transition. gender yeah. identity and stuff like that and um you know there's a lot of other characters in the film who are quite progressive and stuff like that i i you know and also it just goes to show like i don't remember the names of any of the new characters unfortunately <laughs> in this matrix um but you know so so there's a lot of like really cool elements there to be honest and the other really cool elements here is the idea like so Obviously, what I described now of like Neo basically being this like you know game developer or whatever is just a ruse. Where obviously he has been plugged back into the he's been resurrected, hence why the film is called Matrix Resurrections, and he's mm -hmm. been put back in the Matrix by a new machine entity, whatever. And then eventually they break him out and whatever, um, and they show you basically what is the new Zion, except for it has a new name. I forgot what it's called, but it's a new city. But what's interesting here is that in the lore of the Matrix is that it's basically um uh like a colony of humans and machines so it's like machines who have chosen to join the human side or like you know like make an alliance with them so there's loads of for, for the plot of the story of the world of the matrix it's really cool like the, you see like loads of weird like cool like, technologies like for example you know a, if the, if the machines and the ai want to interface with the humans you know the programs want to interface with the real world they need to have like micro like they have that you know they kind of like project themselves in like a physical like, kind of like a what's the word for it it's like um not a hologram but it's like a physical hologram right so it's, it's made of like micro like nanobots essentially that form a physical form so they can interface okay. with things so like there's like really cool idea and also like showing how like even though ne neo you know, and it also shows that like neo has become like a religious icon as well like of course, yeah. like people 
you know, have like his have his face like tattooed on them, and then like you know, talk. They have like people who are like neo historians, like literally people oh. who are dedicated to like the history of Neo's life, kind of. You thing. hear my eyes rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, right. Like, but I think it's like, it's interesting. I, I I always like this, right? Where people like you you have this thing where like time moves on in a world, and it's kind of like seeing like how this iconic events of these original things have like influenced the future, and I think that's really cool. The problem is that all the things that the Matrix is known for, like the really, really sick action scenes, like all of that stuff, it like just falls flat on all. And then you know, like really well choreographed fights, you know, just really cool, like you know, cool edgy gun stuff. You know, like it's all it, none of it exists. Like John Wick is a better example of the Matrix than the Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> okay. You know. Like, uh, like a sentence. And John Wick also has Keanu Reeves, so there we go. Yes, exactly, exactly my yeah. point, right? Like, John Wick feels like a better um, spiritual successor to, or like a better sequel to The Matrix than The Matrix Resurrections, to me. So, okay. like, it's a brave you, statement, but okay. Yeah, like, no, is in like what the if you're t- talking about like what you go watch The Matrix for, right? You know, like, no, 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 you... I, I get it, but I could just hear all the incels that are listening, like, getting ready to, like, yeah. Militarize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, but it's like it's true, yeah. right? Like, if, like what most people, and this is why I feel like most people have a problem with this Matrix film is because most people are going to it to be like, oh, I just want to watch like the sick gunfight and the sick like all these other things, like you know the action things, and they're not there to like witness Lana Wachowski's commentary on like the legacy of the Matrix. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's why most people who went to see it are like, this film was dog. This film was dog shit, and it's because it's not what they're looking for. Which, rightfully so. Look, if they want to go watch The Matrix 4 and just go watch some gunfights and whatever, you know, I don't know, go... Yeah, exactly, like, go watch John Wick. Go watch John Wick. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, go watch John Wick, right? I mean, I would say that The Matrix was quite an introspective movie and a very deep movie. Yeah. Um, It struggled with some very heavy themes, and I, I don't think I went to watch The Matrix to watch an action movie. I went to watch, a, like, a sci-fi... Yeah extravaganza like like, a, like a, the, the same reason i watch fifth element because yes. i go on a journey with that movie so i'm sort of with them there like i understand that if you go in expecting that and not getting it mm. it's not the best but yeah i mean whatever whatever like the plot the the unfortunately the actual plot of the film is pretty bad it's pretty generic it's supposedly quite bad. weak yeah like, it's very it weak really it's, it's yeah. really weak and just kind of pandery and also just doesn't feel like very well thought out it's just more like it literally feels like, yeah, like what I said at the beginning, which is just like Lana, Lana Wachowski was like, I want to make a film which is about the social commentary of the legacy of the Matrix. Oh, wait, but I also need to make a film. So, <laughs> you know, like. This could have been a blog. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So, um, but maybe that means, you know, because it's a film, that means it's more artistic, you know? It's like more that, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. The point is that, like, I enjoyed it, but as someone who's kind of like a weird, like, n- nerd person who likes like look at these films and think, and is like more like interesting. This says a lot about this. Really, do be saying a lot about society, you know, like bottom text. But like, mm. you know, um, I get it. Wink, yeah. wink, Lana. I've yes, exactly, okay. right. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, you know, and the film was like okay. It's like a, it's like a. F- Five out of ten, I guess. But like you know, a good score with, for a multi-billion-dollar movie. Yeah, with the with the extra stuff that I talked about, and you know, this discussion we're having now, like this is why I like this film because it's like starts these kinds of discussions. So like, it makes it more like a seven or an eight for me. But then I feel like I'm in the minority here. So I mean, I could, but yeah, I, like when people give it like three out of ten or like be like, I want my money back. It's like I totally get it. <laughs> I understand. 
but yeah. Okay, anyway, fair. How was Spider-Man and how was Scream? Well, I can talk about those two quite quickly. So I think we've already talked about Scream. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scream was fine. I enjoyed it. It was probably my least favorite of the series, but that's still saying something because I love the series. Mm. Uh, if you've seen, Have you seen Scream 3? No. Have you seen any of the screens? No. I just know the character. Oh, okay. I just know the mask. And Ghostface. Like, rough oh, actually, no. I'm glad you said that. That reminded me of something. So uh, in all the other movies, they just refer to the killer as the killer. Yeah. In in this one, it seems every sentence they refer to it as Ghostface, huh. almost in a way where they're like, and and the killer was Ghostface, and then they like hold up like a brand logo because uh, <laughs> they, they you know because it's in uh, Dead by Daylight and other yeah. games. So um, it seems really odd that they've suddenly gone with like a branding version of 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 um, of Ghostface, mm. which is weird because you 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 know him in Scream as the killer. Yeah. Um, but or her, sorry, him or her. Because uh, in some of the screens, the killer is a female, uh, or one of the killers is a female, I should say. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of, and, and uh, it's, it's not a must see. And and to, to say that, if you've seen Scream Three, which is quite arguably the most laughable one, because it's the one that's just the most ridiculous, I still thought that was better than this one. But I still don't think this was a bad movie. I think it was fine. Spider Man, um, brilliant. Like all of the the. The, the, the raving and ranting about how good it is is all true. It's a very, yeah. very good movie. It's a really good journey. Uh, it's the best Marvel movie I've seen since Endgame. Wow. Um, and that's not including WandaVision, because WandaVision, I think, stands alone. Yes, um, definitely. But this has been fantastic. Um, like, I, I enjoyed it. I wanted to go and see it again, but obviously because of the pandemic, I don't really want to go and spend too much time in cinemas. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Like, I can't really say much about it. There's... Uh, it's doing the same thing that all other movies are doing, which it sounds the same as what The Matrix is doing and the same as what Scream did, which is kind of referencing all the old stuff and trying to wink at people and saying, hey, remember this stuff you liked when you were kids? Could you get your kids to like that too so we can sell stuff to them? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. No, you could right. argue with me, but that's what movies are doing now, isn't it? So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's a, it's a strategy. It's a long-term marketing strategy. As someone that's no longer in marketing, which I'm so happy about, um, <laughs> I, I can't honestly tell you how happy I am to be out of marketing. It feels like someone's let go of my heart uh, and just let me kind of be a bit more free. Which, Speaking of which, by the way, um, I broke... Well, I didn't break up. I got broken up with the, the day before New Year's Eve. Oh. So that's been fun. So I've had a bit of a negative... Like I said, like, you know, I've had a death in the family. I've had that. So this last month has been all about, like, self-preservation. Yeah. Because uh, January is quite a depressing month, so I've been trying to do things to kind of make myself feel better. Um, some things have worked, some things haven't, but you know I'm getting there. And my job has just consumed me because I love it. Like I'm really happy with it. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, that, that at least is great too. I'm sorry. Uh, to, yes. I'm sorry. All the other stuff happened to you. Yeah. yeah, it's shitty. But I've had sort of. So I, I was actually talking to my therapist today because I have to still see my therapist because of the accident. Um, yeah. Do you remember? remember i was in a coma yeah, yeah um so i still have a therapist who comes once a month just to make sure i'm okay and she was just saying my god you have been through a lot this month and, I, and i've got to the point now where i've gone through so much grief i can't process it anymore so i've just put it away yeah and it's like it's it's like stacked away inside me somewhere and i'll deal with it when i come to it because that's kind of how i handle things which is probably not a good way of doing things but whatever so um we've done spider-man which was great um we've done scream which i liked and we've done matrix which she said was kind of meh Mm. Um, but the the big conversational point we have this week is the one thing that we can quite openly talk about now, which I'm quite happy with. Yeah. Um, is the ABK purchase? Yeah, by Microsoft, right? Like. So, what's your thoughts on this? Okay, so from a perspective of like, because like lots of people have asked me like what my opinions on it as someone who used to work for an ABK subsidiary, um, and I think it's 
good for them. Like, I think it's definitely, like, it's going to be better than... I mean, well, they've already been through the thing of being purchased by Activision in the first place, right? So now it's, like, just that again. But at least, like, hopefully Wait, what, Microsoft... Sorry? Pardon? What did you say? Sorry. Okay. So, like, um, you know, the the company that we worked for was independent originally, and then got cut, and then oh, got bought yeah. by Activision, right? True. So that now it's just like another thing of like now that company is being bought by another company. Well, so it's both like, of those companies were independent. So yeah. Activision owned Blizzard and King, who were yeah. both independent and then bought into. Because if you remember, Blizzard was owned by Vivendi. Yes. Um. Vivendi lost their stake in the company and then Activision bought their stake. So it was like a 54% sharehold in Blizzard or something like that. Don't, please don't quote me on the numbers because they're going to be way off. Uh, but it, it was more than a 50% majority share of the company in yeah. Europe. Uh, Vivendi lost that and Activision bought it out. And then a few years later, Activision bought King. Yeah. And we thought that was kind of as high as that would ever go. Because, I mean, Activision buying it, you're like, okay, that's done now. I didn't realize that there was more tears to this. Like a, another company could buy the yep. company that bought those companies, and I think is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so so like, um. But I think for the employees, right? Like I feel like, especially given all of the recent shit to do with like all the stuff that's been happening in Activision and Blizzard, right? Like all the allegations, all the like toxic work culture, all these other things. Like, you know, like maybe having microsoft step in and now be like hey uh we're going to clean up the place like what my what i'm curious about is now that they've bought now that microsoft is buying activision do they start their thing of being like hi we've bought activision our first move is we're removing bobby kotick from the chair position so that's probably going to be a lot of conversation um they've already said that by the end of the acquisition, Bobby Kotick will probably be exited from the company. Yeah. So that that's been mentioned in, in varying formats, but it, it's it's quite clear that Bobby will not be around once the active, once the acquisition ends. Yes. Mainly because there is no fucking reason for him to stay around. Yeah. Like, exactly. Right. He he has made um a fifty thousand lifetimes worth of fortune. He's cashing out of this company. He's cashing out. He needs to leave the industry now because everyone hates him. Yeah. He knows no one likes him in the industry. Also, by the way, I read today in an article, he's still trying to get Candy Crush friends to have video chat and social elements. Still to this day. Like, he was quoted saying it this week, which, I mean, we're not going to talk much on that, but we know how stupid that was. Yep. Um, But yeah, so he's still pushing for that. That was in an article on, uh, I think, Eurogamer, but I might be wrong on where I got the article from. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of reading on this acquisition because the, the, the long-term impact of it is immense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It has a big impact. On it's it's humongous. This this is the biggest piece of gaming news, I think, in history since... God, when was the next biggest piece of gaming news oh like God, this? So how much is it for? Like $80 billion or something? $77 billion. Fucking... 76 or $77 billion. That's just, that's just fuck you money. Like, it's, it's just stupid. There's always like, the joke of being like, oh yeah, look, this person's going to acquire this thing for fuck you money, but this is actually like legitimately fuck you well, money. Considering the last acquisition was Bethesda, which was like seven million, uh, seven billion. Yeah. And then Disney was purchased for like five billion. Not Disney. Um, Star Wars was purchased for like five Disney. billion. Yeah. 
No, Disney. I'm, I'm put, I've put an offer in on Disney. It's yeah. 20 oh, yeah. Quid, we'll see what they say. We'll see if they, <laughs> they might let me have it. Like you know. Maybe, 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 you know. We don't know. You could just catch me on a weird day. Yeah. Um, but no, so so the Bobby Kotick thing, like, he is probably the most hated CEO in the industry right now. And that's saying something because there's some real scumbags out there, like Peter Molyneux, who is doing this weird NFT thing that he can just fuck off. Oh, um, there's the EA CEO that no one really likes. Uh, mm-hmm. Ubisoft one, who is in a mire of torture right now because... Yes. I mean, you've seen all the stuff about EA. Yeah. Uh, not EA, sorry, Ubisoft. Um, yes, which I is Yves Guillermo. So we're now in that era where we just need to get rid of all these these old trash. We need to get rid of it now. Like, Randy Pitchford needs to go as well, but that's a whole different story. Um, just because I think he's just out of date, but whatever. Um, so now we're at this point where Bobby Kotick is still sitting at the top of this company that is now being taken over by another company. So he's going to start reporting to someone. Which I think is Phil Spencer is the head of Xbox. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Phil Spencer so, is head of Xbox. Yeah. So I think for, and this is understanding I don't have a good opinion of Bobby Kotick. Talking purely from a business standpoint, and from if I was to put myself into his shoes, he has no reason to stay in this industry at all. Well, he doesn't benefit from it. He doesn't gain from it. He just he just needs to leave. Pick up a paycheck, I guess. Exactly. Well, he's going to pick up two hundred eighty million dollars just for leaving. Yeah. So no matter what happens, he baseline leaves with $280 million in compensation plus all of his stocks and his shares and his bits and pieces. So he's going to walk away with billions. Yeah, right? he's no going to walk away with a lot of money. But I feel like, yeah, at this point, it's a good... It's like, it makes sense, right, in everything. It's like, you know, it's a good PR move. It's a good way yeah. internally to regain trust in the company. Like, well, it's my like... opinion on this one is there's a lot of people that are angry about the fact that he's going to make bank out of this. And but... my opinion is I don't care anymore. Like, I yeah. want him gone. Yeah, that's the I, point. I'm, right? yeah. I'm as sick of seeing his face as I am sick of seeing Trump. Yeah. It's like... It, I just... it, Go ahead. You know, he already has a lot of money, right? Like, him making more money is like, whatever. Like, by the by, like, he's going to make money no matter what. It's more like it improves... Hopefully, his removal means that it opens the door for someone to step in, which will improve the culture of the company. Right? Yeah, or at least closes the door on him. Yes. And it, 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 it stops him being the face of things, because... Honestly, I'm so sick of that little treasure goblin. Like, I'm sick to death of him. And <laughs> I, I hated him when I worked for him, and I hate him now. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, it's what I could get quite emotional and passionate about this because, you know, we've been at the center of this for, in varying forms for quite some time. Yeah. But we should now probably talk about the, the longer term impact of what this means because obviously the Game Pass is this, like, phenomenon that came about in the last few years, which has become effectively the Netflix of gaming, which I don't know if you've seen. Oh, I did it, yeah. Uh, not Netflix. Is it Netflix? Netflix are now claiming they want to have the Netflix of gaming. Yes. So they want to compete with Game Pass. So I'm, I'm I have no idea what they're going to do next. Well, I mean, but... lots of lots of things have tried to compete, right? Like you know, you have pri- in like various smaller forms. You have stuff like Prime Gaming. You have things like um, which is nothing. You know, yeah, it's nothing, right? Like yeah. Discord. Discord even tried at one point, right? Like they, they did. Yeah, and. You know, and also you had, you know, the actual specific game publishers, you know, like EA Play and all these other things, you know. But, yeah, it seems like Xbox Game Pass, just on pure value alone, is just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's night and day ahead. And, and with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out on it, and the fact that now they've got... I mean, if you look, in it, if you skip forward a year from now, they're going to have Overwatch. They're going to have... Um, uh, well, I can't think of any Blizzard games. It, it's almost like I didn't work on them forever. They're going to have Call of Duty. Um, yeah, they're going to have yeah. Crash Bandicoot. They're going to have potentially Sekiro, because Activision own that yep. franchise. Yeah. Uh, or they own the publishing rights of that franchise, I should say. Yeah. Um, they they could have things like uh, they're going to have Tony Hawk's. 
Tony Hawk's is going to be on the Game Pass. Like that's a big thing. Yeah. And 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 Sony are sitting there going, we're about to lose the future of our biggest selling franchise on our console next to FIFA. Yeah, Sony is like uh, shitting themselves. Yeah, they're 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 making phone calls right now. Mm-hmm. And did you see the share price drop by twenty twenty billion dollars? Wait for Sony. Yeah, so Sony's share value. So it's, there's a load of articles. I'm not misquoting here, but there is mm. stuff out there to read on this. But please don't take my word as the actual gospel. Read about it to check. Um, but yeah, Sony's share prices dropped twenty billion dollars in one day. Holy moly! That is a lot of money lost. Like someone at Sony is like, right? Could someone please Google what Fortnite is and 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 and, and work out what a battle pass is because we need to make some money. <laughs> Man, maybe they should. Everyone have, gather around. Maybe they should have allowed crossplay. Yeah. Well, uh, so I saw a really cool image <laughs> the other day, and someone had taken a screenshot of a Fortnite party, mm-hmm. and it had all the symbols for, like, it had someone from on the Switch, someone on PS4, someone on Xbox Series X, and someone on iOS. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, that that's a nice setup, but but unfortunately, Sony have been in the way of that for so many other games. Yep. It's, a, it's not a good place for them to be. Yeah. But w- what Microsoft have done with this acquisition is they've effectively just taken more than 50% of the games industry. Yep. Like they've they've just taken it. They've just gone. This is ours now. Oh yeah, that's why seventy bit seventy seven billion dollars, man. That is fucking insane. I mean, like, I'm excited because it means we're probably going to see StarCraft come back as like a new game. So we're probably going to see like an FPS StarCraft game, which was being worked on many many years well, ago. Yeah, I, it leaked. <sighs> that leaked. Actually, you know what? That's a good point. So like now, I guess it just means that Blizzard's IPs are. You know, under Microsoft's umbrella, right? So that means that all the all like Microsoft can basically, you know, would they hand off those IPs to be like, yo, this other studio, hey, we're gonna hand off like I don't know the Overwatch IP to like um like ID Software, you know, for example, mm-hmm. like is that they I guess that's that's like theory, yeah, because it's under Bethesda, right? <laughs> that's what I mean. So like it's like theoretically Doom possible. Quake. Yeah, Doom, Quake, Call of Duty, Halo. Uh, Overwatch. These are some of the biggest shooters on the planet, or if they are the biggest shooters. They're on the gonna planet. make the Super Smash Brothers the first-person shooters. I think that's where we're gonna end up. So, so the word metaverse keeps coming out in this acquisition. I'm, I'm glad you said this actually, because the, the metaverse is obviously the buzzword of the year at the moment and last year. Yeah. And I think we that, that they, everyone has been looking at Fortnite and going, we want a chunk of that change. Yeah. How do we do that? Let's get all the characters together and put them into something big. And I think what we're gonna see is an FPS using all of the characters because. The, the one universe, I think, that would make sense for all of them to be in would be an FPS. Yeah, they they tried doing it in, um, what was it, uh, Quake Champions. Unfortunately, Quake Champions just didn't really take off, even though it was like, a pretty decent game, but like mm. uh, it just didn't really take off. Like, arena shooters in general just aren't really the one, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I could definitely see some kind of weird FPS MOBA hybrid where you play as your favorite FPS heroes and they play and they play remotely like, you know, kind of as close as you can to like uh your favorite like heroes from each game. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Like they've definitely got a long-term plan for some game type that's going to it's either going to be a battle royale type thing or or something along those lines. Yeah, it's free to play, but everyone everyone's gonna want it. See if they did like battle royale, I think it'd be too close to like um, Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah, exactly. And, and like, Fortnite already Warzone. is that, right? You know, so it would also be too close to Warzone. Yeah, exactly. Which is another brand they've just purchased. Yeah, uh, they've also got Candy Crush. I mean, come on now, that's the big one. 
Oh, mate, I can't... Candy Crush, can't... finally free on the Game Pass. I can't, but I can't wait. I can't wait to headshot Yeti as, <laughs> as the Master Chief. With... I can't wait to see if they actually do manage to make it multiplayer. <laughs> what? Make what? Candy Crush? Candy Crush multiplayer. Because Bobby really wants to do it. He, yeah, obviously I bet he the does. Game that they test in. Yeah, yeah. He I wants bet. it in Candy. Yeah. I bet he does want to make Candy Crush multiplayer. <laughs> so here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, following the just before the acquisition, um, a slightly tiny, tiny company called Zynga uh, was purchased by Take Two. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which so Zynga are currently working on. Uh, they're, they're the people that made Farmville. Uh, yeah, but, but they make they have they have, have a lot of different games nowadays. They do so they many do. different subsid like mobile games subsidiaries. So well, the, the key one that they have is Star Wars Hunters, which is currently in in pre production. Yeah, uh, and it's, I think it's in soft, soft launch at the moment. Um, so effectively, Take Two have just purchased a Star Wars franchise, uh, which is interesting because Take Two have um, GTA. They have. Um, I'm not sure if they have Borderlands or not. I can't remember if they do or if that's. I don't know a if Gearbox subsidiary. is Take Two. That's what I'm. That's what I'm not sure about. Um, yeah, but they, they have some interesting franchises as well. So we're probably going to see a lot of like mobile GTA games coming in the next few years because obviously Zynga being this mobile giant, mm-hmm. um, suddenly coming on board to help turn these franchises into mobile games, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Um, so that's an interesting one, but it's just funny that. Um, the week before the Microsoft acquisition, sorry, the week before the Zynga acquisition, apparently Activision uh, put forward an offer on Zynga. Wait, who put so, forward an offer on Zynga? So there's some internal, not internal company-wise, I mean internal, like, um, there's some buzz around, like, LinkedIn and people chatting away and stuff, um, where they're saying that apparently Activision put an offer in in a few different companies, and one of them was Zynga. I mean, yeah, understandably. Yeah, so Activision could have bought Zynga, who would have then been bought by Microsoft. So Microsoft would have then earned, uh, bought, like, I mean, a massive chunk of the mobile industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like This acquisition is like Game of Thrones. It's it's insane. Like, companies are getting well, taken out It's now. like Pac-Man, right? It's just the eating. Yeah. Like... Wait, no, no, no. You've seen that... There's probably an, even a better analogy, but you've seen that film... Um... Or the, it's the book series, Mort- Mortal Machines or something? That was called. I've heard of it. I the don't what? Know what the what? The oh, Mortal Engines. That's the one. It's the film where like uh, it's post-apocalypse, but like eat every city is now instead like a big, a giant like uh, it's like a, yeah, it's like a giant mech essentially. Like mm. every city. So, so, but like the thing is that like the the cities eat each other for resources. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not thinking of the same thing. <laughs> so it's like you know, like. Like, uh, like London will just like eat like Edinburgh, for example. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so I, I feel like this is where we're going. It's just like bigger companies eating, like big, big companies are just, we're just reaching cyberpunk, right? Like, you know, we're just getting yeah. to a point where, like, you know, we're it's just the mega be... corps. It's just the mega corps. It's all corps, yeah. It's all mega corps, mm. right? Like, we're already, we're already kind of there. Like, <laughs> we're already kind of there. It, it's so. sad, but this Microsoft acquisition is all good news to me. Like, as much as I hate the terrifying concept of a megacorp getting even bigger, yeah, it means that Activision's issues may get fixed yeah. or, or just get thrown in the bin. Yes. I mean, like, okay, now, now this is how Activision operates. All these scumbags are all gone. The people that are left, because I do know, um, without quoting anything or giving any names, a large chunk of uh, the the staff that I was not a big fan of have all left one of those companies recently. Yeah. Like, in, in 
in a big chunk, like a huge chunk. They've all just gone. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that the people that are left in those companies are actually having a better time of it. Because I can say that the, I'm not going to say which company I work for because I've only just started. But the company that I've just moved to is completely anti-crunch, completely anti-pressure, and the workflow is so natural and so weird i almost feel guilty to the fact that it, it feels so easy to me because mm. i'm used to having that workflow plus 150 percent more on top yeah i get what you and, mean. and you know being pushed over your limit constantly oh, whereas like... whereas at this place they're just like you do what you can but don't push yourself it sounds like a modern we... company right like, it's great and, and it's towards. yeah but but this is because i've come through a culture of crunch I mean, you know where I've come from. Yeah, I've yeah, worked yeah, in yeah. crunch pretty much my entire life. Like to to be in, to suddenly be in a company where it's not like, oh, we do crunch because we love it. And I now look back and and I look at when I worked at Blizzard and I realized that they were actually paying some of my compensation in Battle.net dollars. <laughs> they were giving us three hundred euros every three months of Battle.net books. So we were like, this is great. And I look back at that and think that was part of my compensation. Like that should have been money. <laughs> yeah. So what, you know, what could you have bought with that? I guess games. loot boxes and stuff. Loot boxes and games. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, so we bought all the skins in Overwatch and stuff. Uh, and we used to buy our friends like copies of Blizzard games or Activision games or whatever. Hmm. Um, but when you look back on it, you can actually see that's quite a toxic thing to do. Yeah. Pay people and effectively battle net. But I mean, well, obviously we got a wage as well. Quite, yeah, 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 of course. Good right, wage, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was a weird thing. Um, but yeah, so this acquisition um, that Microsoft have done have basically just said to Sony, because they've also had a conversation with Sony's lead and they've said, like, we're going to respect all the existing agreements uh for the games that are currently on sony's like playstation 5 but the key word there is existing agreements yeah do you know xbox are like right we've won this one because i I genuinely feel like xbox and microsoft have just won the console war finally like it's done unless Mm -hmm. sony come out with something amazing like this project spartacus thing that keeps being hinted at yeah i don't know if it's over that needs to be amazing i don't think it's over because obviously you know nintendo are still around but like no, um, I'm excluding Nintendo from all of this. Like, yeah, Nintendo yeah. just oper- Nintendo just sitting in the corner eating glue, like they're just doing their thing. I mean, and... they're still earning a lot of money, right? You know, they're just doing. Well, they've their they've thing. got the most valuable franchise on the planet. Like Pokemon makes more money than any other franchise on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, you they're, they're that kind of well. that's true. They kind of chilling. So like, yeah, you know, they're fine. Um, but yeah, I guess Sony are now like kind of a bit like, uh, what do we do? But. Also, I think we're now in a world where in a couple of years' time, and I don't think it's going to be next year, I think it might be two or three years, we're going to see the Game Pass on, on PlayStation. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think I don't think so. I think that's too... I, I, know, I know it's a ridiculous thought. I, I think that would kill... That itself would kill Sony. That would, that, that would kill... Well, Sony is about to lose a lot of brands, like tons of them. Yeah. So, so all Sony's got left now is Horizon, Zero Dawn, um, Gran Turismo, hmm. uh, God of War, Last of Us, and Uncharted. But the other thing is that, like, so, you know, these, um, you know, the... Oh, I guess they're not... Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. So those are the still, like, the PS exclusive things. But even then, mm-hmm. like, those games are still coming out on PC. Like, on Steam, right? They are. So, that, that's that, again, that, that speaks more to what I'm saying. Yeah. Sony don't even have exclusives on their own exclusives anymore because they can't get PS5s out. But did you see that they've re... Uh, manufactured ps4s no 
So the big announcement two weeks ago was that to, instead of people buying PS5s, we've decided to start manufacturing PS4s again. What? Uh, we were good, they were going to stop manufacturing PS4s at the end of 2022 forever. Yeah. And they've now extended it by a few years because they're easier to make. The parts can be get got hold of through the 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 trans, is it transistor or capacitor shortage or something? Probably yeah. What, whatever it is, CPUs. They can't make CPUs effectively. Yeah. Uh, but they can make them for PS4s. So they're like, we've decided to to continue um, production of PS4s for another few years. Like, Jesus. I could almost hear Todd Howard at Bethesda going, could we relaunch Skyrim as like a PS4 special edition? Oh my god. (laughs) Please god, no. (laughs) No, it's coming. So so that shows me that Sony are quite scared of what they've got in terms of the future, because this sounds like a conspiracy theorist. I'm here, like in front of my map with all the red red cables going between all the bits of the map and pointing at it. But do you know the what I'm referring to there? Uh, I don't. I I was going to talk about a different conspiracy theory. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know which one you're talking about. But oh no, I'm talking about that, that. There's like a GIF of the guy from. Oh, from I know the Charlie, GIF. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know. What he's just standing in front about. of yeah, the with, with all the red sunny. Yeah. wall, like connecting all the pictures. So what I'm thinking is that um, we're not going to see consoles for much longer. So. I think we've probably got one more generation of consoles to come and then they're done. Like you're not going to see boxes in people's homes anymore because these cloud-based streaming services like Xbox cloud service and um, GeForce now and Stadia, which I think is going to sunset this year, by the way, like that's my prediction for the year. Yes, I, don't think um, I think Stadia is right. done, but what I think is going to happen is Stadia and Sony are going to form up because they might try and build their own streaming service that rivals game pass because you, I, I know there's also whispers in the industry of um, a game stick coming from Microsoft. So you won't need a console. You just buy like a USB stick, plug it into your TV, and you've got full access to the Game Pass. Because I've been playing the live streaming version of the Game Pass on my uh, Series X, and it is really fucking good. Fuck. Like, it's flawless. Like, I mean, occasionally you see a little bit of like digital degradation. Yeah. But like for the most part, you, yeah, but you, for the most part, you don't know you're playing streaming. It's that good. Fuck. So I think that's where we're going to go. But I mean, again, this is just me predicting. And to preface everything we're saying on the on the podcast today, um, for in terms of like legality, yeah, this... um, everything we're saying is based on articles that we've read online. We don't necessarily fully believe everything we read, but we're just talking about it. Yeah, obviously these are all our own opinions, right? Yeah, like, you know, we work in the so, industry, but these are all our opinions. Like we, yeah, this is not based so in, on ter- like, in terms of libel like, or anything. We can't be held liable for what we're saying here because we're reading it from articles that we're finding finding online. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know if you, do you have any like thoughts on all this. <laughs> I mean, I I'll, I'll be, I feel like. There's the weird conspiracy theory which someone did ask me, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like it's not, you know, it's one of these where there's smoke, there's fire things, right? But it's like, so obviously, in order for Microsoft to swoop in and acquire Activision, right? Like, Activision's share price had to go down. So we're getting into the business share here, right? So Activision's share price went down to like 65 or something when they got acquired by Microsoft. And now it's mm-hmm. gone back up to like 90 or something. Like It went right, right after, after the announcement, the share price went back, right back up. Because obviously all the Activision shares would get converted to Microsoft shares and then mm-hmm. I think it would be at like 95 or something. Anyway, the point is that um, yeah, like so obviously the share price was going down because of all the reputation and stuff that was happening at Activision, right? Like all the news stories of all the things oh. that are happening and all these other stuff. Do you think at some point they kind of went like, 
you know what, let's just, like, let all these news stories and all these things come out now to, like, purposefully reduce the share price so that we can get acquired and cash out. I think that that may have been a consideration. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist when it comes to that, but that does seem quite logical. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that either. That sounds like a good a good take. And also, not to, like, make light of the... Because th- obviously, this shit happened, you know, all the stu- all the horrible things that happened to people. That shit really happened, and that's the thing that sucks, right? But it's more about, uh-huh. like, these business people at the top being like, hmm, can we leverage this to, like, cash out? <laughs> I yeah, guess. Of course. Like, yeah. Not, none of the business people are bothered about the emotional side of things. Yeah. At right. all. They, they don't give a fuck. Like, so, no one's sitting there going, oh, I'm so sad that they found out that we were horrible people. Yeah. They're more like, how can we capitalize on this? I'm sure, I'm sure there were some phone calls to, like, as in, like, you know, all this stuff started happening. Um, I, you know, more likely what happened was, is, like, you know, the share price is going down because all this stuff is happening. And then it's, like, you know, it's like a sinking ship. And then someone makes the life lifeboat call to Microsoft being like, hey, if you are looking to acquire, it's probably a good time right now, right? And then Microsoft kind of, like, mm. goes, like, hmm. Yeah, right. And then they just kind of like swoop in, right? When the well, type... there's that really, really famous tweet from a few weeks before the acquisition where it was Microsoft saying, uh, we're in conversations with Activision to to um, consider our relationship based on all the allegations. Yeah. And then the next thing they tweet is we bought them. And it's like, that was some conversation. Yeah, that was a big conversation. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like as if they're saying we're backing away from this because we're too good for this. Yeah. Oh, exactly. they're, they're, oh yeah. no, no, no! We can make billions out of this. We're, we're going to buy them. They're like, clean up your act, and then Activision is <laughs> like, we don't really know how. And Microsoft's like, fine, I'll do it myself. We'll do it. <laughs> 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 I'll do it. Like myself. putting on rubber gloves. Like, oh, fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just... what, what? I mean, joking aside, what I now see is Microsoft have now just rebought Banjo Kazooie, so that. Um, <laughs> that uh, so that they've got that back. Uh, no, sorry, they've got no. Banjo-Kazooie, but now they've got um, Toys for Bob, who are really good at making things like Crash Bandicoot. Mm. So if I was Microsoft, I'd be like, right, here's Banjo-Kazooie, go make a platformer. Go on, off you go, make that. Yeah. Um, and then they've also bought um, Crash Bandicoot. So I would say, right, yeah. okay, let's get this, let's get this coming out. Let's let's have this yearly. People like this stuff. Let's go. Uh, they've bought um, Call of Duty. So if if I was That's Microsoft the big now, one, man. I would be slowing Call of Duty down to not being a yearly thing. No. Because I don't think that's working anymore. Even though it's, it sells out whole cakes, I don't think it's working for the games industry. Well, I think what they're going to do is they're going to probably lean more... In, now that... Well, now that Battlefield 2042 has just like completely flopped. Have you heard they're mm-hmm. trying to make it free-to-play? Yeah, and it's just yeah. not working. Yeah, None of right. it's working. So like now it's really la- and given how popular modern war the like the modern warfare reboot was and is still quite popular, like I feel like they're probably going to be like, all right, just make a really really good like modern warfare two two. Jesus Christ, um, you know, make make another modern warfare right, and then like you know keep Warzone alive as well because like I feel like. I, I see. I I don't play Warzone, but I remember hearing that like they made like Warzone Vanguard, like like Pacific or something. So like you know they took Warzone back to like World War Two era, and I'm not sure how well that's doing because I haven't seen much on Warzone. No, I haven't recently. heard much about it. But I haven't been following it to be honest. So I don't know for sure yeah. what's going on there. But I know that when Warzone was still in the modern era, like modern era of games, like it was doing, oh, it was doing really well. Like doing yeah, really really well. Money. Yeah. So. But, but... What I think they're going to do is turn Call of Duty into a live service platform. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's yeah. what they, that's what Activision were trying to do as well. Like, yeah, and they kind of did that with Warzone, kind of, right? Like, but now they're going to do it, like, basically just take it to the next level of like, kind of, do, yeah. I guess they'll do like a Halo Infinite model or something. 
Well, it's all going to be combined around this metaverse concept because I, I think what we're going to see in, I reckon, five or six years' time, we're going to see like a nexus of, of Microsoft franchises. Yeah. Where you'll just have your Game Pass or whatever that, whatever it will be at that point, your Game Pass Ultimate. You'll log in and your nexus will be there and you'll be like, I want to play Call of Duty, but I want to do it with the Halo characters. Or I want to play um, Crash Bandicoot, but I want to do it with... Um, uh, I don't know. Well, I can't think of any Microsoft franchises now, but I think there's going to be a lot more. Like, I, I don't think we're going to be seeing very strict franchises anymore. I think there's going to be a lot of blur in between the lines. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, Super Smash Bros. was ahead of the time, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, people are talking about Smash Bros. like it's dead now. It's like it's not. It's finished. No, it's not dead. It finished a few months ago, and and. Now the game is complete. We can enjoy it for what it is, which is this massive fighting game. Yeah. People are like, no, it's dead. We've got the next one. No, we don't. I don't want another Smash Brothers. I want this one. Yeah. I like this one. It's a good. I, what it's I'd a like good is game. a new Switch. It's a damn good one to end on as well. If they if they don't fantastic. actually make another Smash Bros, I think it's a damn good one to. End they don't. On. They don't need to. No, they like, really don't. This, this could last forever and it'd be fine. But you know, you know what people are like. like oh yeah, they want the new yeah, thing, right? They want. The they toy. need. They want the more content to keep the game alive so that they can like. Uh, you know, have a reason to keep playing it, right? But like, yeah. don't need to do that. Maybe we should learn from the people who still play Smash Brothers Melee. You know, well, I mean, yeah. probably not. But like, you know, like, you know, they've been playing a twenty-year-old game. They're still going. They're still enjoying it and finding new shit. And the game's still mm. sick as hell. But like, you know, I feel like you know people will jump on what is it, whatever like the new Smash Bros is. But that's not to say yeah, that people people you. Know, Smash Bros, I feel like, is a is a household name. Like people, is, you're still gonna go to your friend's house and be like, "All right, you want to play some Smash Bros? Sure, whatever." You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pulling that out when I'm like 95 years old. Exactly. Not able to right. play it as well, but I'll pull it out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've been talked about the acquisition enough, and I, I, we're probably gonna talk about it more as the the yeah bi weekly. So as we do more reports and stuff, yeah. we'll probably talk about it more often. Uh, I, I just want to other... wait one, one more bet on this. Uh, you're go gonna ahead. have a call. You're gonna have a kill streak. In uh, Call of Duty, at some point, that turns you into a, a Spartan with a recharging shield from Halo. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Like you, you know where this 100%. is going. Like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, but the other things we've got on the agenda, we, we can talk about briefly because we have been talking at length today. Yes. Um, yeah, Banjo Kazooie came out on the Switch this week, so it's yeah. on the Nintendo Switch Plus, uh, whatever it's called, Nintendo Switch Online Plus, or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I can't really say much about it. That's a really good addition. I mean, yeah, it's classic. I have one comment. I have one comment. What? I've played it on the Switch and I've played it on the Xbox and the Xbox version is just better in every way because it's <laughs> it's widescreen, it's uh it's had like um an upscaling on all the text. Yeah. The Switch version because it's a ROM, uh it's the original like crappy bitty and 64 uh, pixely. Version, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and some of it's not great, so I do think the Xbox version is better. But I'm happy to have both, so that's fine. Yeah. And if if I'm on a train somewhere, one is portable. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot. Exactly, it's portable. There you go. Mm. Um, and then Majora's Mask is coming in a couple of weeks. It is one of my most beloved games of all time. I'm very excited to play Majora's Mask again. Yeah. It's just a shame it's not the 3DS version because the 3DS version was awesome. Yeah, that was that was a really good version of it, right? Mm. Oh, Same also... as the Ocarina of Time version on 3DS. Yeah. Also, you just reminded me. Uh, I was playing one new game uh, over the Christmas break, which yeah, was I was getting at that. <laughs> Pikmin Bloom. You... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's the mobile. It's the mobile game by Niantic, the Pokemon Go. Yeah, I know the game. I yeah, was yeah, yeah. In the process of, of being offered a job to work on that. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> which I turned down. <laughs> it's quite fun. I mean, it's like a very. It's it's not really a game. 
it's more like a companion kind of thing like if you do a lot of walking and stuff like that and also to be honest the main appeal of pikmin bloom is just to see pikmin wearing like stupid hats yeah which I've is heard it's not particularly great <laughs> yeah i mean don't get me wrong pikmin wearing stupid hats is uh is a pretty strong appeal to me it's just you know there's a there's a, my partner showed me she got a blue pikmin which was just wearing a big nut on its head and i was like man that's that's pretty good that's pretty good so then I, yeah and then from that's how why i downloaded the game <laughs> Of course, just right. purely it's quite but... simple. But yeah, I, I've been I've been playing a ton of Pokemon Go recently. Like I'm really into that game again. Oh yeah, How's that? for no reason. I'm just playing it because like, mm. I'm out I'm out walking all the time. So yeah. I, you know, my companion is Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've also got the game of the year last year, which was It Takes Two. Oh yeah. Which um, I was disappointed by because I played it with Chris. We got uh, two thirds of the way through it, and then obviously we broke up. Yeah, so kind of annoyed at him for that. That's unfortunate. But quite annoyed at that. Um, but it's a great game. I don't yeah. think it was game of the year. Like, what do you think? Uh I I mean, honestly, still haven't gone around to play. <laughs> but <laughs> you should a... play it with your partner. Like, it's a nice game to play with your partner. Yeah, I, do I, really I would. Think it is. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think she's like. Super into like, like we looked at it and I was like, "Do you want to play?" And she's like, "This looks too like the like anything with platforming is like a bad time it's, for her." It is designed for people that have never played a video game, and I can guarantee you that she will pick it up quick. All right, like it, All it's right. it's literally designed for couples. So one of you is the person in control, and the other person has to kind of be like dragged around. Yeah, that sounds like very similar to um, Haven, which is what we've been playing. Yeah. we've been playing through as well. Well, like I know, I know of Haven. Yeah. I've had someone else um, compare the two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm still going through that game as well, very slowly, but it's it's that's quite a fun game. Yeah. Well, so in terms of the game of the year, though, uh, my game of the year last year was absolutely Death Store. Like maybe mm. a second as was the Artful Escape, uh, which I'm really glad to hear. So one of our friends in the podcast world, uh, TCGS, which is the computer game show. Yeah. Uh, they also agreed that Death Store was game of the year last year because they do a really cool show in January, or usually in December, but this year it was in January because yeah, like the host a... was yeah, a uh, what's like it? a draft, like yeah, a draft kind of thing like where they go through and like, and 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 they they literally say like why they think each game should win. Mm. They then put them all forwards and take one out of each round, and then they get to it and find it was Death Store, which I think was well deserved. I think so. So, yeah. so uh, all I'm saying is fuck the game awards because I think they were stupid last year. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the TCGS version of it because I agree with them. I think Death Store was absolutely game of the year. Um, would you agree or no? I mean, I still haven't gone. You know, you've not played it. Yeah, this is it. Like, I mean, like, it's on the game pass now. I'm trying to think of like what I played last year. Of like, you know, what were what what games I played? What what was my game of the year 2021? And I'm like, because I've been trying to think about this for the past few days, and I was like, I don't really remember many. I feel I like there is definitely going to be some game that I played where I'm going to remember it, I'm going to be like, oh, that game was fucking great. I mean, Inscription, but I feel like that's because I, that's, you know, it's always like the the recency the bias, recent right? Yeah. yeah. Of like, you know, things that are closer to the end, end of the about year. About Unpacking. Did you play Unpacking? No, but I heard that's very good. I've, I'm halfway through it. It's enjoyable, but it's slow and it's a bit yeah, frustrating. Sure. Yeah. It's I mean, also my Tinder profile. <laughs> Before Your Eyes was really good. I mean, that game made me cry. So I haven't played that yet. That was very good. Uh, but I was playing, again, that Eden game, One Set From Eden. Quite enjoying that. Oh, still. yeah. I haven't got much further in it, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, played a bit of Echo Generation, which was good. Um, yeah, yeah just... like, there's been... St- I see one that came out of nowhere, and it came out on the Game Pass last week. A game called Nobody Saves the World. Oh, I've not heard of that. 
this is a fucking good game. Like okay. it is a, re- it's a very much a sleeper hit as well. Like this is going to get some noise. Um, so it's it takes classic Zelda, the formula of the classic Zelda, and just makes it into like a, a procedurally generated kind of thing. Oh, neat. So you get all the fun of like going through the dungeons and solving puzzles and killing loads of enemies and stuff, and it just keeps doing it. But yeah. there's a really cool story on top of it, and there's a really cool combat mechanic. Like you are one character, but you're effectively an entire RPG party. But you have to keep transforming into the different things to do different stuff. That's neat. And it, it's cool. Like it's on the Game Pass. I would absolutely recommend you give it a try. Even if you only play it for half an hour, you, you'll probably understand exactly what it is within the first thirty minutes. And what's you'll it, love what's it, it called? Sorry. Nobody saves the world. Nobody saves. The world. I, I, I've recommended it to easily about fifteen people, and no one has hated it. Everyone has loved it. Okay. 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 But then there's also this thing called the Anacrusis, uh, which I haven't played yet, but it looks very cool. Um, I'm going to give that a try this week, but that's a four-player co-op game. Mm. Um, people are comparing it a little bit to Left 4 Dead, um, which is that? interesting Wait, again. What's that game for? <laughs> Back for Blood. Back for is, it, is it better than Back for Blood? Everything's better than Back for Blood. That game was terrible. Oh, oh no. It's it just average. Oh, uh, I'm being mean. It was fine. Does the um, Outer Wilds DLC count as... No, it doesn't count as a new game, does it? It does. DLC counts as new games. Really I'm totally counting out. DLC as new games. That was really fucking good. That I need good. to try the Outwise. It's just popped back up on the Game Pass this week. so I would Which is the only thing it. I'm going to use now, the Game Pass. I'm not, I'm not buying games anymore. I'm just using I mean, that's it. That's what they want you to do. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> they, they, they want. They if they've got me to do that, they can get anyone to do <laughs> they that. Got I'm, you, yeah. I'm a cynical bastard. Um, <laughs> but right. I mean, we, we could talk about the last point, which is the NFTs are seemingly not popular in gaming anymore, but I don't think we need to. NFTs suck. They're going. Yeah, uh, it looks like they suck. Yeah, it looks like most developers are not interested in them. They're, They're not making any money. People hate them. There was a really good tweet chain by um, Rami Ismail, um, who I don't. I think Vlambeer might have. I don't know if they've disbanded, but uh, he's a indie game developer. Um, also okay. quite good. He's quite prevalent. He's like one of the really like well-known ones, and he does a lot of collaborations and like helping people get into games and stuff like that. Um, also quite a bit of a character, but I think mm. I don't know, I like him a lot, but um, he had a really good tweet chain talking about like, basically discussing the idea of like, making a video, like, how hard, basically trying to just discuss like, how hard it is to make a video game, right? Like, literally trying to make, like, let's just make a game where you throw a dice, right? You throw a single dice, right? And then, and then being like, alright, let's try and add NFTs to your dice game, right? <laughs> and like, how it just kind of breaks down and doesn't really make that much sense. Because, like, a lot of people who really want NFTs in games, or, like, one of the big things is, like, this whole idea of, like, interoperability. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it just really does not make sense. Unless you're doing, like, some kind of thing of being like, oh, I have... You know, it's like crossover things, right? Where it's like, oh, I I, I own this item in this video game, and therefore that unlocks this other thing in this this other game, right? Which obviously makes sense, but that's not what these NFT people are talking about. No. No one understands it either. Like, it's it's just nonsense. But I'm I'm glad that a lot of developers are now stepping forwards and saying, it's shit, none of us want it, we're not putting it in. So that's good. There's there's nothing to fucking do it. As in, like, the only thing you're going to use it for is, like, the background tech of things that we already have. Like, Steam Marketplace. Exactly, yes. It already exists. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I'm glad to see that it's dying, but uh, I'm just, because I'm conscious of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably wrap it up there, unless you've got anything burning. No, 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 we can can wrap it up. And if you do, go to the doctor. (laughs) Oh, Uh... oh, no, oh, no. (laughs) But this has been episode 54 of the Sunfire Tavern. We're back for another year. Uh, we're in our 
what, 15th year now? 17th year? Seven, I don't know how long yeah. we're going for. Uh, I don't almost, know what we're um, we can almost is. drink, you know? Uh, we can. No, I think um, it's second year, two years? Second year, because we started in 2020. Yes, of course we did. Um, we did. Uh, but this is our podcast for Games and Geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry. And this week we have talked about the Acquisition Blizzard King merger, uh, Banjo-Kazooie Majora's Mask being on Switch, the Take-Two merger by buying Zynga, uh, we talked about Game of the Year, which was It Takes Two for 2021. Uh, we also talked about Spider-Man, Matrix, and Scream, and we talked about all kinds of other stuff as well, including NFTs being absolute trash. Um, if you want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, which is at Sunfire Tavern. Uh, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever podcast platform you choose. And if you want to drop us an email, you can do so through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.